This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. Hi, I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Featuring Veronica, our producer. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length. It is Thursday, December Something. I have no idea. I've like been in CNET's non-harassment Eight. training all morning, Eight. so I have Thursday. no idea what's going December on in the world. Well, we got an email that asked us to say the date of each podcast um, when we start. But and the date is in the title. Yeah, and so I wanted to let you know the date is in the title, and I also wanted to demonstrate what will happen if we have to say the date every day, because, dude, we don't even know no. what day it is. No. Especially not today, because last night was CNET's holiday oh my party. God. <laughs> And the company is moving extremely slowly. Yeah, I'm telling you. And in that training that I was in this morning, people were, uh, there were a few people having a hard time following the conversation. Okay, so what's a 9 a.m. meeting? Yes. And then we all had a 9 a.m. meeting the day after the holiday party. It was not pretty. But I enough think about I nodded us. off. Luckily, like there were bacon-filled burritos. What? Yeah. Not in my meeting. Sorry, Tom. They I didn't get a bacon-filled burrito. And I will tell you that the elevator right now smells a little like vomit. I, yeah, yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah. Don't go in there. Wow. <laughs> all right, moving on to hey, the news. Hey, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> now that you know all of CNET's dirty little secrets, karaoke, let's move <laughs> on to the news. Apparently, according to um, the U.S. General Accountability Office, so at least 5%, maybe more, domain registrations, 5% of all domain registrations, have been registered with information that is obviously and intentionally false. Like address... Yeah, phone like address, number. Phone, like the, the phone number will yeah. be 999 wow. See, I have some false information on some of my older domains because I've just never gone back and changed the address. Right. But this will but be this like... this is like intentionally false, right? It'll right? be Not ASDF, ASDF, ASDF well, for the address. Well, and you so, got to figure that if there's 5% that are that bad, there's probably even, you know, 10, 15, 20 that are just incorrect for some, for an, you know, another in a further 3.65% of domain owner no, records. 3.6. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Data was missing or incomplete in more than one field, yeah. one or more fields. Well, then there's the ones that don't look incorrect because you don't know any different. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting because, so the, this is kind of one of those awkward situations where the U.S. government wants ICANN to crack down on this, primarily because they're assuming that these are the sites that are set up, obviously, for phishing and scams and, yeah. and things like that, which is probably true. But it does raise the question about the sites that are just registered in bulk, because I read this really interesting story in Business 2.0, actually, about the way that people make money off of just mass registering names anymore because then they set up those link farms Mm -hmm. so it's way beyond just squatting you set up this link farm but those actually work like people click through and so people are making like thirteen hundred dollars a day on domains like cellphones.com a day like they're living the high life in miami and they're basically are just like i didn't really want to work so i started it's like investing in real estate or something you know that's what we should do with future.com maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> internal argument about what to do with future.com we could just set up a link farm well you know but okay fine if i want to if i want to massively register domain names and squad i still should have to give some real information yeah i agree and I, and these people aren't necessarily giving that false information because they have what they see as a legitimate business and it is in no way illegal and in fact google and yahoo are, are on board in terms of directing search results and stuff yeah um and paid search basically so this is obviously different, but in some ways it almost seems just as sketchy to me. I don't know. It seems unfair. Everybody should have a shot at cellphone.com. Yeah, that, well, that's gaming the system, and that's a different issue. You're right. But yeah. it does seem unfair. Anyway, this, this raises many issues, not the least of which is the government getting involved in 
domain registration. But in this case, if it prevents phishing, which apparently some huge percentage of people have fallen victim to, that's a that's a good thing. My registrar uh, recently sent me a note saying that I had to go and verify that my information was correct oh. for the domain names that I own. Interesting. So yeah. there is some small effort already started to at least get the honest people to have correct information. Right. Which, of course... <laughs> We all know it's the honest ones who aren't the problem. Yep, that's usually the way. Moving on to other questionable business methods. Creative has announced that it will defend its interface patent rights, meaning it will try to get Apple to pay them to use the interface on the iPod. <laughs> so now we talked about the Creative Zen Vision M. Right, exactly. Which, uh, or wait, was it the M that looks yeah, like the, Zen Vision the, M. the iPod Nano? The um, video. So what Creative's saying is, in, in essence, no, no, no. It's the iPod Nano that looks like the Zen. No, the iPod Video. The iPod Video. Um, I think what they're saying is that in addition to launching a player that looks just like the iPod Video, <laughs> the Creative Vision M, they will also aggressively pursue patents that they recently filed that actually cover interface aspects oh. that they're using in that Zen Vision M, which looks just, and that interface is, looks just like the iPod and that are also in use in the iPod. But you get what I'm saying. Creative yeah, yeah, yeah. is saying, no, no, it's iPod that looks like us. Yeah, exactly. Not us that is so, imitating so iPod. So maybe not physically, but in terms of the interface, yeah. iPod looks like our thing. It's war. It is war. And it's just, oh, I hate the, I hate the using the patent thing as a war tactic. I just don't like it. Well, especially I in I think this, it is dishonorable. I mean, there is, there is definitely a use for patents, right? Yes. There is definitely a need to foster innovation, but is this really... It's not innovation. Fostering innovation innovation to enforce a patent at, at on this? Yeah, no, not at all. What it's saying is that sometimes when people are innovating, they may innovate in roughly the same way, and so then one of them should get to sue the other one and or charge them licensing fees. Convergent like it's not, evolution. Yes, you exactly. It, this is, and actually, I think, unfortunately, U.S. patent law, and maybe even worldwide patent law, lets people take advantage of convergent evolution yeah. because you you know that some people are going to come up with the same ideas. Yeah. And so you patent it first and then you go, since I can't make a better product, and unfortunately, creative has not been able to convince the marketplace that they can make a superior product. I'm not necessarily saying that they don't make a superior product or that iPod is or is not better, but they haven't convinced buyers. Well, they haven't gained the majority of the market share. Right. So then it seems that their only recourse is to make a player that looks exactly like the iPod. And then also on top of that, go after Apple and say, you have to pay us to use the things that we use in our player. that looks just like your player, which you had first. Well, the other side of it, though, is creative saying that the only reason iPod has that market share is because they stole our idea. Yeah, but except that they filed the patent after the iPod had already come to market. Oh, they just took a while. But, you know, they got the patent. It's their idea. (laughs) Yeah. Legally, it's their idea. Apparently, there is some question. Apple might still pull out of this because their patent law does. The one intelligent thing it does do is provide for the possibility that you came to market first. Uh So if Apple can prove, even if their player wasn't out, if they can prove that they had the idea in-house before Creative filed its patent, Uh then they won't be infringing. Well, and they certainly came to market with that look first. Yeah. Definitely. Even, you know, I mean, there was not a creative that player that looked like that before. Right. Or that used that interface. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so much about the physical look or at all, rather. It's well, about the, the, it's the look of the interface, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, Microsoft says there was no conspiracy. That's just what they would say, though. I <laughs> know. What else would they say? Corporate Vice President of Worldwide Marketing and Publishing for Xbox 360 
says the conspiracy theories that say that Microsoft intentionally put the Xbox in short supply to create more buzz is hogwash. It's just pure incompetence. Yes. Well, that's not a quote. That's, <laughs> no. <laughs> but but that's a pretty much all that's left at that point. Yeah, like, oh, so pretty much you just screwed it up really bad. I, I, now, remember, we talked about this ahead of time, yeah. right? We yeah. talked about the fact that there would be shortages and that Microsoft was aware of them. Right. Because so, they made the unprecedented move to do a worldwide launch. And to roll out with without trying to roll all of you know, usually people roll a ton of product at once yep. and then it tails off. And and they were saying before the launch, even right. we're going to roll it out more evenly. Yeah. So at, if you take away all the negative connotations of the word conspiracy, is that not in essence? Well, is it a, a conspiracy? conspiracy or is it just bad I planning? Mean, it's an agreement, right? Like they agreed to yeah. do it that way. Well, they're not planning a shortage. A conspiracy right. would be like, we're planning a secret shortage that will drive the price up. Yes. And what they're saying is, we didn't plan a secret shortage. We planned to roll out an even amount, and we knew that there would be some shortages. But I think their intention that they stated earlier was that we want there to not be a shortage after the initial launch. We right. want there to be uh, a consistent supply. Well, instead, what they're getting is shortages all the time. Yeah. A consistent supply of shortage. Exactly. If that makes any sense. In this... um. Story in Business Week, one owner of a Game Factory retail store in New Jersey told the Seattle Post Intelligencer, they made a really unwise business decision, in my estimation, by trying to do a worldwide launch. The shortage looks worse than anyone I've ever seen before. Yeah, and yeah, the fact that it's worldwide would conceivably make it look worse because it's on a worldwide scale right. instead of on a local <laughs> scale. Unfortunately, everyone can see that. Yeah. Um, Plus, you have to have a lot of boxes at once to do a worldwide shortage. Yeah. I mean, a worldwide launch. <laughs> you yeah. got to get a shortage. Yeah. You don't have to have enough boxes. It was a, a long party. A consultancy, <laughs> a consulting firm in the UK um, polled a bunch of people and found that while one in four would walk five miles to a different shop to buy an Xbox, one in three would just buy another gift. I want to see the people who would walk, really would walk. They don't know how long five miles is, those people. No. Come on. <laughs> but they, I think... Probably what walk? you can trans well, you can translate the five mile walk into paying a bunch more money. Yeah, which is what in fact they probably would. Do. I would they they would pay that premium to I get think it they in time for the holidays. Think dr- jumping in their SUV and parking and then walking a long way to the other mall <laughs> in the parking lot is dude. It's is the UK. It's not SUVs. <laughs> they have SUVs in the UK. <laughs> not as many. Perhaps not. They don't have H two. They have lorries though. They don't have the guy who almost killed me on the Bay Bridge in his Hummer. <laughs> yesterday hey i've driven in England. jerk hey h2 guy i got your plates they drive no, on the other kidding. side of the road <laughs> they're crazy over there <laughs> anyway i think some people will um go to the trouble others will wait and, and maybe that will ultimately be a problem for microsoft because then they'll be turned off well and with the playstation 3 coming out in march possibly yes if it does then We'll see if these if these shortages continue. Mm-hmm. That could be a big advantage for Sony, right there. Very true. And the, meanwhile, Nintendo's just waiting for them to all battle each other. Yeah, and then they'll they'll come out for next holiday season and yeah. have it all to themselves. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. smart. Our official guidance, at least on the holiday help desk show, was you should wait. Yep. You should see what don't, the other consoles don't have rush. to offer. No yep. need to rush. And folks. don't spend another four hundred bucks or like an extra. Don't spend double. It's crazy. Invest it instead in a savings account. Uh, there are rumors today of a Dharma initiative. You mean like on Lost? Yeah. <laughs> what What is this? What What do you mean? There's Except a Dharma this is initiative. Totally different. On Mac rumors, um, the uh, poster on the French Mac Generation forums mm-hmm. says 
that Apple is creating a development environment which would let Cocoa applications run on Windows. What are Cocoa applications? They are OS X apps. Oh, okay. Different from Carbon, which is the ones that are be like backward compatible. So Cocoa are OS X only. Yeah, Carbon, Carbon are the ones that run on. Can run in the emulator for yes, OS nine. Exactly. Okay. It's possible so that it's this the would other allow, way around, but I don't so think so. <laughs> this would allow Cocoa apps to run on Windows. Yes. The letter, Why would they need that? The letter claims that the project has been relaunched internally under the name Dharma. Oh, Safari. I see. So they could run Safari on Windows XP. Yeah, exactly. And, and they could run iLife. I mean, then you could have iMovie, uh-huh. iDVD, whatever, you know, all their iApps. It's an easy way to port their apps right. so that they can jump into the Windows market and try to exactly. compete. With software, which would be a huge change. Like I mean, you can already difference. run iTunes on Windows, but I guess it was much more difficult to port over. Right, and it might be easier Than if now. you could just run Coco. Well, and, hmm. and I mean, after all the insistence that they're a hardware company first, it would be kind of interesting if software was what they used to then penetrate the... Oh, so and his it, continued insistence that OS X will never run on Windows. I'm not that familiar or, with it, but uh, I remember... on a Windows box. Or wait, huh? I don't know. I'm confused. I remember the yellow box for Windows. I don't know much about it, but if anybody out there remembers that, this is a revival. Right. Th- this would be a revival. This is just a claim. It's just a rumor. We yeah. don't know that this Plus, is actually Plus, I don't even think it's happen. true because it's called Dharma, which everybody knows is the big, yeah. um, scary, hoogity buggity from Lost. So, <laughs> so, so if you run these, uh, uh, would you have to enter a code every hundred yeah, would you minutes have to, would to there keep be an it running? Incident <laughs> if you didn't enter the code. Never leave the stop, hatch. Stop, stop talking about There's new no episodes of Lost. No spoilers. Oh, there. sorry. No. There's no spoilers, though, because it's all still a big same damn mystery. Yeah, you it's don't know been. anything. We don't know what the thing <laughs> is. No, watch it anyway. Believe me. There's been no progress in the plot. <laughs> Tom, why don't you do speaking that break of no, thing, and then we can come back speaking with Speaking of no pro- progress, we're going to talk about IE7, uh, Verizon Television, and the Slingbox in a sec. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Tom's so good at the tease. <laughs> so public beta, I, and I don't even know what's going on today. Like I said, I mean, I, I literally walked out of a training seminar into the studio. I know. Isn't he good, folks? Give Tom a hand. Oh, geez, stop it. So what's the deal? Public beta of IE7 nears again? I mean, again. hasn't it been nearing for, for years now? Yeah, yeah. Well, because when it first, first it was just plain old vaporware. Like, uh-oh, Firefox is getting really big. We're going to have IE7. No, we swear. The first beta was launched in July. Now it sounds like they're going to have a more general public beta available within the next four months. Oh, four months. Yeah, that's right around the corner. Four months. Everybody four, get all fired wait, up. Four months in Longhorn slash Vista time. Yeah, that's a year. Would be like a year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe next December. I know. <laughs> but this, everybody should get all excited. They should, they should. Yeah, well, imagine if the Coco rumor is true, oh. and then Safari comes in, and then we got IE7, and a new Firefox, Whoa! and Opera. and Wow. Yeah. Ugh, and don't forget Safari. Netscape. Don't even get me started on Safari. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Netscape. Dude, oh, yeah. I think Netscape is more forgotten than Opera. Actually. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Poor Netscape just has no cred. I used to love Netscape. Well, and the fact the that it's days, pretty much just did. Mozilla. It's not, you know. Except clunkier and huger yeah. and slower and blah. Okay. Gross. All right. That was my. How'd you get that out of your That system? was my professional after party so perf- I love, opinion. <laughs> I love the Slingbox. 
Me which, too. If you don't know what it is, it's a little device that you plug in to your television, your home entertainment center, and your network, and it allows you to watch your television content from your tuner or DVR anywhere you have an internet connection. Mm-hmm. So you can watch it on your laptop in a hotel room hundreds and thousands of miles away as long as that laptop has an internet connection too. Yes. Or as it was described in the awesome radio commercial that I heard the other day. They have a really good radio commercial right now. They're like, okay, That's so unusual. we're just going to keep it simple. It's really simple. Watch your TV anywhere in the world. And then they realize like they haven't said the product name. Uh-huh. And then they're like, and uh, we don't okay. have time to talk about how there's no monthly fee, but we would if we did have time. Uh-huh. So see, it's simple. Anyway, it yeah, was yeah. very, it's very funny commercial. But yeah, watch your TV anywhere in the world. And now they're making it even easier to watch, I guess, your TV in like any room that you want. A new, uh, r- a new network adapter that lets you create like a, sing- a sling box network. So then I guess that would let you maybe send your TV to your downstairs wire networked computer. Okay. I'm, th- I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I guess so. I guess what it's doing is... It's like doing a power is, line network kind of thing. It's using power line networking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just transfers the signal, which I'm trying to figure out why this... If, why, does this help expand your, your internet network? I don't uh, think so. You could probably find a network well, that's cheaper than if they already have a Wi-Fi setup. So this is pe- for people who don't have Wi-Fi. Right. So let's we're imagining you've uh, got okay. a sling box and you plug it into your regular old router, but you don't have Wi-Fi. You can buy the sling link and mm-hmm. it will run the network through your power lines so that you can then go to the downstairs computer or and put watch. a computer downstairs. Because Conceivably, if you didn't have a Wi-Fi network, you wouldn't have a computer downstairs. Oh, right. Um, or maybe <laughs> you only live in a one level trailer. <laughs> then you have to go all the way to the other end. But anyway, I, I don't know. I'm not impressed by this. No, this and I'm kind of confused about what it would do for you. It if it replaces I mean, I Wi-Fi replaces if you Wi-Fi, don't really want Wi-Fi, but only, but only for TV. Well, right? that's a good question. I wonder if get... you could I imagine if it's giving you access to your network. It gives you access to your network, not just for Slingbox, but for the entire network. But I don't know. I mean, this is a small posting on Engadget. Yeah, we're gonna have to investigate this. But yeah, it seems like eh. We, yeah, it got we, I got all excited because I was like, ooh, Slingbox, love them. Not as cool as the actual Slingbox. Yes, which is cool. Yeah. Verizon Wireless plus CBS equals TV on your phone. Oh, more TV on your phone. Yes. Is this going to work? They will start sending clips of popular CBS clips. shows such as CSI, Survivor, and Late Show with David Letterman. Yeah, but at least the clips won't cost $1.99. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much or does it cost? Will they? It's part of the VCast service. It's part of VCast service, so it'll cost the monthly fee that is VCast. Which is how much? Do you know? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know, Verizon. If anybody knows, we'd be interested to find out. I, oh, yeah, I, I imagine. Mean, is it $5 or $20? Yeah, I'm not really sure. It's probably in the $15 to $40 range. They're, they're, I think their data plan is around $40, so it's probably similar, similarly priced. I bet it's around 15 bucks. Anyway, rather than airing full shows, VCast will carry shorter clips, including part of Letterman's monologue from Late Show and highlights from other shows. It will run preview clips of CBS series CSI and Survivor. If anybody out there has VCast and is streaming TV and video to your phone, I'd really be interested to know how it looks. Because I think that is the... Like, I've tried Moby TV on the Trio before, and it's cool, but the stream's just not very good. I mean, unfortunately, like, the networks just aren't super fast. Is it choppy? Yeah, it's choppy. Yep. It's not even really about the size of the screen. It's just not very... It's just choppy. TV on your cell phone... Long way to go still. Yeah. TV on any mobile device, long way to go still, but especially so for a cell phone, I think. Yes. Uh, A little bit about Firefox as part of their new sort of PR campaign. They're launching Firefox Flicks, Uh, wherein uh. you, 
you, sir, can make a little movie of yourself, a video testimonial about Firefox, and uh, send it in. How very Web 2.0. Yeah. Or how very Apple Switcher campaign. Yeah, this is almost like, <laughs> I think we should leverage the... Yeah. You know, the power the of, power the of our community. Because they do have an amazing community yes. at Firefox. So, yeah. There will be two stages of Firefox flicks. The first will be the video testimonial thing. And then the second, they will announce more details later this month, will be aimed at creative professionals and students. So, like, hey, will you create an ad campaign for us for free? Pretty much. The Firefox yeah. flicks ad contest is focusing on promoting the creation of innovative 30-second ads about Firefox. It's open source ad creation. And I dare you to say Firefox flicks about um, five times fast and see if a dirty word doesn't come out. Because it will. I'm not gonna. (laughs) This is a family show. (laughs) The next bit, I think this is fantastic. Your Virgin frequent flyer miles can eventually be used to help purchase tickets on spaceships. Of course they can. Because Richard Branson's <laughs> oh, crazy. I love that guy. He's a crazy man. Richard Branson's Virgin Atlantic Airways said on Tuesday that it is offering its frequent flyer, frequent flyers free trips to space in two and a half years' time. How many miles do you have to cash in to ride on Virgin Galactic? I uh, know. Virgin Atlantic said its flying club members will be able to convert their earthly miles <laughs> into space miles. <laughs> this is on Boy. MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We expect the first Virgin Galactic space flight to take place in 2008, which gives our flying club members time to save up all their miles, said yeah. Branson. I love rich, crazy. He's TVs. a TV character, man. He, he is. is. He is totally like when you're watching a movie and they create the crazy rich entrepreneur who, you know, this is the kind of thing you see in the the sort of Ken Burns Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Frequent flyer miles can fuel space flight. What are you doing, Richard? Yes. It's as if you... <laughs> American Express, this is awesome. You'll need 2 million flying club members to redeem them for a trip with Virgin Galactic into space. And if you, I guess with American Express, they're also, okay, someday maybe this stuff will be every day and it won't sound so funny. It'll be commonplace, but this is awesome. American Express also offers suborbital space flights as a frequent flyer perk through a deal with Virginia-based space adventures. But the redemption cost cost is quite a bit higher. You need 20 million points to reserve a, a spot on a future flight. Wow, I can't wait till sentences that you know you heard in the Jetsons start like becoming suborbital. Normal. Yeah, suborbital. I can't. I cannot go wait. make a sandwich in my replicator. Where's Seriously. my jetpack, though? I can't wait to get a credit card offer that includes a thing about earning earning points towards suborbital space flights. You know who <laughs> Richard Branson fantastic. reminds me of? He reminds me of Lionel Luther from Smallville. Mm, don't know. He's basically like Richard Branson. I just like Tycoon. I like the fact that they call him a tycoon. He is. He's, a, the, and he's then definitely the definition of a the tycoon. The Virgin Group also plans to offer a skill-based online game that would give away space flights as top prizes. So you can either win it, buy your way toward it, and then eventually you'll die on it. <laughs> Seriously. It's not going to go well in the early days. I'm just warning you. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not excited, but it's going to be scary for a while. There's not, they're gonna, it's going to be safe as flying. <laughs> safe as houses, as they say. Uh-huh. Mm. Come before, on, What's your, you, what, is, what is with the uh, Tempura USB drives yes, picture here? Before we get to our voicemails, uh, a, f- a site, gadgets.fosfor.se. I also found this on Dig, which is where I suggest you find it because that's a lot shorter. D-I-G-G. Yeah, it has a list of the top 10 weirdest USB drives ever. I hate those sushi ones. Which is just, you know, it's just funny, funny. The Tempura ones are good. And of mm. course it has the sushi Tasty. ones. And of course, it has the sake ones and the one you've seen and like the dim sum and stuff. But it also has like, I don't know, a couple little cool ones. Like there's a Barbie one. 
and you take its head off. <laughs> and then, That's funny. I'm just going to start making them out of crap I find around. Yeah. Just stick a USB thing on there. Oh, like there's no storage. It just looks funny. Anyway, check it out. Funny list. Funny list. Uh, voicemail from Ken, who I think thinks we're stinky. Tom, Molly, Veronica, you guys stink and rock. This is Ken Walker from Newark, New Jersey, and I'm calling because you guys had alerted me that Verizon was soon to get the Razor phone. So I went on the website that Verizon had and signed up to get notified when their phone was coming due. And today, the skies opened and a light shined down on my inbox, and there it was, a notification that I could get 100 bucks off a Razor phone if I ordered it online. <laughs> so thank you very much. You guys really do rock and are a source of great information. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. He thinks we stink and rock. Oh, we stink and rock. We stink and rock is, I think, what... No. Anyway, <laughs> congratulations, Ken. After last night's party. We're fired up about your Verizon Razor at $100 off. I encourage any Razor fans to check out the Samsung MMA900. I agree. It's a much cooler phone. It is so cool. It's yeah. cooler than my Razor? It's a lot cooler well, than your Razor. For starters, I heard it's just a ripoff of the Razor, it but it has extra razor. features. It has Bluetooth. Oh, wait. A ripoff that has extra features like the Creative Zen Vision. Do so you think like that's cooler that. than the iPod? No. Ah, uh-huh. that's different uh-huh. though. That's pretty cool, <laughs> and it has a music player, and you can control the music playback from the yeah, front from of the, the phone. Front How many songs can you? Put and it on? looks the buttons aren't to a all razor. the oh. buttons aren't all like on one uh, row. I believe me, I've had my issues. So it's with a little the more tactile. And yeah, it's just and it feels pretty sturdy. It's a nice phone. I like it. It's a Sprint phone. It's correct. got a swivel camera. Yeah, it's Samsung. Isn't it a swivel camera? Swivel camera, megapixel camera. Good gadget. Not switching to Sprint. I like it. Yeah, but I wouldn't buy it. Because I don't want to become the horde of people that are like, oh, you've got a razor now. I was like, no, no, it's not a razor. It's a different one, really. Yeah, you like Samsung. Oh, no, you'll become the horde of people who are like, oh, you're on Sprint. You have that Sprint razor thing. Oh, okay. That's okay. I can live with that. That's better. Yeah. Although I'm still not going to get one because it doesn't do what my trio does. Are you on Sprint? I'm on Sprint. Oh, okay. So that's why you're excited about it. I yeah. Like it. Well, no, I did. Also, I just think it's really, I mean, I love the razor. Well, I'm less excited about it because I don't want to have to change providers. So that I'm is shopping true. for a new provider. So, any oh, information, very nice. They have to win me. Mm-hmm. We'll talk later. We should have a little uh, Veronica provider off. Yeah, totally. <laughs> have them on and try to win her. Uh, oh, I like it with yeah. their plans. Hmm. We'll get someone on that. <laughs> Lincoln calls me out in his call. Paul, Molly, and Veronica. This is Lincoln from Sandy, Utah. And, uh, I, I got to ask Molly, she said that people in this day and age are at a disadvantage educationally without the internet, and I understand that, but you kind of paused and then went on to say socially, and you got to explain why you think people are socially at a disadvantage for not having internet connection. Uh, if anything, it seems like it's a disadvantage to be on the internet because a lot of people find it addicting such as you, Molly, but me too, and uh, which would keep them away from their families, playing games, uh, and uh, I say families because I'll get on and my wife will be home and she won't see me because I'll be on the internet, and I just don't see how it socially is a disadvantage to not have the internet. So an explanation would be wonderful. Uh, thanks, and I enjoy your podcast. Bye. Why is it a social disadvantage not to have the internet? Well, I think actually what I meant is that it is a societal disadvantage what's, to what's some degrees. Difference? So the difference to me, to, to me, it's a social disadvantage because you've got 
a lot of people on the internet who are getting educational advantages from it. They're having shared experiences. They're having a sort of shared evolution in a way in terms of kind of the online universe. And so not being a part of that is to some, in, to some extent, increasingly, it means being left behind by society. So that's a social disadvantage. Yeah, so it's social and societal. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I'm certainly not saying well, that... those are almost the same word, social and societal. Yeah, so it's well, a, actually, I think societal is a made-up word. Yes, it's but not a real word. But the problem is that but, when you say social, uh-huh, people think, yeah. oh, but it's not... It's, you're we're not just talking about, talking about, about like going to a party. Yeah. Exactly, and that's not what I'm talking Sociological, about Sociological, perhaps. There you go. Perhaps. Yes, it, it, can, it has increasing potential, not having the internet, to put you at a disadvantage with respect to the rest of society. I think that's fair to say. And I think that it, even though that may not be the case for everyone now, that will increasingly be the case. It's sort of the, that overused Gibson quote, the future is here. It's just not evenly distributed yet. Right. So to those who don't have the future, obviously, they're at a disadvantage. And that is that, Lincoln. Uh, Pat, maybe Matt, has a funny email. Tom, Molly, Veronica, it's Pat from New Jersey. I feel so burned. My iPod didn't work too good. I couldn't sync the show. And by the time I got to do the show... I missed the fact that you said don't load real players. I just loaded it for my kids, and now their machine's going to be all buggered up. Any ideas how I do some voodoo to get rid of this bad karma that I've installed? Appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, by the way, great podcast. Hoorah. You meant voicemail. Yeah, I meant voicemail. As you just heard, it was voicemail. Uh, real has buggered up his kids' PCs. I'm sorry we didn't get to you in time. <laughs> you should be able to uninstall it 17 or 18 times and then that might do it yeah well you can uninstall it it's you just the message center it. is hard to track down yes you just have to make very sure that you uninstall every single piece of it if you do uh, and in, do it now actually if you install real alternative it comes with an uninstaller for real oh, that wow. actually wiped oh. it out off my laptop so that may be hmm. one thing to try that's cool uh jeff has a voicemail about i am viruses Hey, this is Jeff from Shreveport. I have a warning for you. I, I got a an instant message on Yahoo, actually, Yahoo Messenger, from a, an old friend of mine. And um, it asked me to take a look at a, at a picture. And um, when I went to, to, to look at the picture, um, it asked for my password for Yahoo Photos. And I looked closely at it, and no, this wasn't Yahoo Photos. So I went ahead and typed in a fake password, and, and it accepted it. And I, then I went back and I tried to track down this old friend of mine. Turns out her account had been had been hijacked by someone who sent her the exact same same message, and a friend of hers. And this type of uh, I guess contagious phishing is um, is going around. And I thought I would just let you know. <gasps> this is, is getting this, scary. This is kind of what we were That's speculating on the other day. Exactly. Ooh, that is scary. The idea that somebody could pretend to be someone you know and then win your trust. Yep, totally. Well, I, I know. And now we have to be suspicious of like someone we haven't heard from in a while. Yeah. You know what? The key to this is always when you're IMing someone you know, start with something that only you would know about them. Yes. <laughs> Every conversation. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> when did we last speak? Hello, Molly, who hates peanut butter. I mean, not that you hate peanut butter, but just <laughs> totally. as an example. I love peanut butter. <laughs> and finally, uh, a question for Veronica from Anonymous. Tom, Molly, uh, Veronica mostly. The reason I'm calling is, and I don't think I'm weird or anything, but uh, we gamers, we World of Warcrafters get pretty excited when we hear that an actual girl is playing, not only that, but one that takes it really seriously and likes the game and really like plays to win and all that. So I'm wondering why you haven't ever said it on the show, and maybe you just haven't been asked, so I'm asking, what server does Veronica play on? What realm, to be more specific? 
and uh, maybe her character name. That would be really cool because uh, I wouldn't mind playing with a girl who's serious about uh, kicking trash. Oh, and what side you're on? Are you playing Horde? Are you Alliance? Anyway, look forward to your fine answer. Thanks. Bye. Well, I did, in fact, address this in the forums. Oh, yeah. There's a long oh, thread about really? this in the forums. And I also believe I mentioned my server on the podcast. I'll make them go to the forums again. But, no, 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 I'll tell. I'll okay. do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I want people to come play, so it's cool. Um, I'm on Uther, and my character's name is Pazifae, P-A-S-I-P-H-A-E, which is funny if you know anything about Greek mythology, and then you realize that I'm a tauren. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you're brave. I have been challenged to Halo 2. <laughs> well, I want uh-huh. people to join my and guild. I'm know. not going to be, you know, they're yeah. not going to kill me. Yeah, see, exactly. These people are like, I just want to kill you a bunch. And I'm like, see? I don't want to give you my gamer tag. And I don't play Halo or World of Warcraft, which leaves me at a social disadvantage. Ooh. That is true. Hmm. Also go. weird because you're a dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny conversation in the forum about whether we should do a New Year's Eve prediction show, which I love this idea. Although I'm not doing it on New Year's Eve. No, well, no. We could record it early. No, no. I think people yeah. will forgive us for that. Uh, but yeah, do and it. maybe they won't even know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'll look be for, live. Look for our special edition prediction show. I mean, it's recorded anyway. Coming sometime soon. <laughs> That's true. In email, Yoram wants us to mention the date at the beginning of each podcast, Which we Yoram. Did. Um, we can't. We no, will no, not be able that. to do that effectively, and it's in the title. We, maybe. Did it. we did it today. We did it today, and as you saw, it was hard. A disaster. We'll it was try. Hard. We'll try. We'll try. We'll do our best. Doug from Seattle follows up... Uh, about oh he's we, the guy who dropped the idiot fireplace yeah, yeah we said how, oh. <laughs> dude how did that happen and unfortunately he dropped his PSP in the fireplace he dropped his PSP in the fireplace and yesterday we said Doug dude tell us how that happened that sounds like a great story unfortunately it's not a great story and the fireplace wasn't even on fire oh, oh. he 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 had it on the mantle it just fell and it fell yeah. okay fortunately there was no fire in the fire okay okay that does end my curiosity unfortunately could have made it up something okay Doug Doug write us back. With a fake story yeah. about what happened. That involves fire. Yeah. <laughs> and explosions. Tyler sent us an email to follow up uh, real quick on, we talked about the R the RIAA sending the cease and desist to the person who had the iTunes widget that collects song lyrics. Tyler just wanted to point out that indeed it seems to be a very official widget that is hosted by Apple.com. Well, this is different than the one that Boing Boing was talking about, though. Oh, it is? Yeah. That no. was called Pearl something. This oh, one's wait, called yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a widget. Yeah. This wasn't is called it? Sing That iTunes. The one that but Boing Boing was talking about was an, uh, a plug-in for iTunes. Right. It was oh. not a widget. Yeah. So, But so here is an example one. of a widget that does exactly the same thing and right. is official. It's right there on Apple's website. But, but it does possibly, the same thing. It's possibly they pay. Possibly. But who knows? Toru Toruyano pays. That's the company that made it. Yeah, we'll see. If you get a C and D, fight back. And All right. I can't read their website because it's in Japanese, so I can't tell oh. you anything more about it. <laughs> we'll work on a translation and talk about this more tomorrow. I'll learn Japanese and get back to you. One eight hundred six one six C N E T is the phone number to get your voicemail on here. You can email us buzz at cnet.com or post in our forums. There's a lot of going on in there. Don't want to miss it. Forums.cnet.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. See you later. Bye. Bye.